Hey there, friends. My name is Tori, and I'm your host of the Take Courage podcast. I'm so glad you have joined me in this corner of the internet today. I'm a Christ follower, high school teacher, health coach, and dog mom. When I'm not teaching, you can find me hiking, drinking coffee, or spending time with friends. My goal for this podcast is for you to leave feeling inspired to take courage in an area of your life, whether that is your job, your health, relationships, passions, or your walk with God. Sometimes it will be just me, and sometimes I will bring others along for the ride. Either way, I hope you leave feeling encouraged to be bolder and more obedient to what God has for your life. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Take Courage podcast. I'm so glad that you are here today. I am currently sipping black iced coffee, and the skies are blue, and the sun is out, and it is like 65 degrees, which is such a blessing, and it just brings me all the joy because we had a long, long, long winter here in Virginia. So if you are also from Virginia, you know what I mean. It was a long winter, y'all, and I'm just so glad that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm so glad that you're here today listening to this wherever you are, if you're in your car, if you're getting ready uh, for work in the morning, maybe it's in the evening time, thank you for being here and tuning in. I'm going to be continuing in my COVID conversation series. I started a few weeks back. I'll be honest, it's taken me a little while to record these interviewers, to, to record these interviews than I thought just because school is crazy. But I am seriously excited to let you guys listen to this conversation between my very good friend, Daniela, and I. She is being put into the subject area, I guess I could call it, of a bride. I wanted to interview a bride during the pandemic because, guys, if you didn't know, brides had it so hard. And I will say present day, they still have it hard because many of them have yet to really celebrate in the way that they wanted to. However, listening to Daniela, uh, listening back on this conversation, I just was so encouraged by what she had to say. And I think if you are a bride, you will feel so encouraged during this season. However, if you're not a bride, I also think you will feel just really, really encouraged by what she has to say. She gives so much good wisdom about grace and flexibility and perspective and what it means to take care of yourself and be able to acknowledge something that's hard but also still find hope in the midst of all of it. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation today between Daniela and I. Welcome, Daniela, to the Take Courage podcast. Thank you. I feel like it's taken us forever to like get to record this. It really has taken us forever. Really, it's all my fault. It's all my fault (laughs) because I get tired teaching virtually. That's so exhausting. Screen fatigue is real, isn't it? It is. It is so real. And I think it's hitting us even more now. Yes. The whole year of it has just been. Right? A truck. I feel like it's a truck just hitting us in the face. Yes. Totally. Totally agree with you. Ah. Well, let's jump right into this. I'm so thankful that you're here today. Um, To start off, Daniela, if you can just tell us about yourself, um, take it away. We want to get to know you a little bit. Yeah. So I currently live in North Carolina. I moved here. It's going to be two years. 
nine of those months or the past year has been in a pandemic, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, I am in the hospitality industry. I just graduated with my master's in hospitality this past December. And now I'm currently looking for work, but I've done catering and events and worked in higher education, corporate, social. So I've been around all the different places and cooked and I bake also. And I do fitness coaching with you. So it's been a saving grace the past year for sure, but the hospitality industry has been a little weird. So just trying to get my feet back on the ground and then figure out kind of what's next for hospitality in general, though, it's going to be interesting, but hopefully shortly it's going to start bumping back up. Yeah. What a uh, challenging industry to be swinging into as soon as the pandemic hit. Congratulations on finishing your master's though. That is a massive accomplishment and deserves so much congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, So I brought you on the show uh, specifically. I know that I gave you kind of some background on this, but I've been interviewing different women in different seasons of life throughout their experience with COVID, but had a different role of some kind. And so I brought you on today specifically because you are a bride and I really want to just hear your experience with COVID over the last year. I know brides in particular have had an extremely uh, trying and just difficult time. I know just in our conversations outside of this podcast, it's been very, very hard, but I know that you have also seen so much just growth in yourself over the last year. And so um, to kind of start everything, I'll ask the same question I've asked others, but where were you? Do you, do you remember where you were when you first found out that COVID was actually a real thing, that it wasn't just some scam on the news? Yes. So if you say COVID, everything shut down, I guess it was March 15th, 14th, right? Mm-hmm. Around time or the 10th, starting today, things were shutting down. Yeah, something around there. The weekend before that was my bachelorette. And we were all talking, hanging out at this Airbnb. And we were like, is this COVID thing real? What's going to happen? Wow. Two of my friends are also COVID brides. So we were talking about what the weddings would look like. Two of my friends were nurses. So, like, it was so many different perspectives, but then it just, kind of washed out of our minds um, because we were celebrating and we were out and we were at restaurants and sharing drinks and cooking classes. And so to then go a couple days later to shut down, that was originally, we're thinking two weeks, four weeks or six weeks, depending on where you were, was just crazy because the second they announced it, I remember looking at Jake, who's my husband at the time, fiance, we were getting ready to do our two month meeting for our venue for our wedding because our wedding was supposed to be in May, 2020. And in two weeks, it was supposed to happen. We were supposed to go down, tasting, decide everything we were using, all the products, layouts, have a bridal slash engagement party. And in Virginia, they were saying the first kind of like uh, ordinance was till mid-May, that the longest shutdown period that they were having until reevaluating kind of what was coming next. Mm And I just remember looking at Jake saying, what are we going to do? Because our wedding's at the end of May and we can't wait till two weeks before to make all these decisions. 
And my brain automatically goes into risk management and event management and Mm -hmm. very logistics because I was also studying hospitality as a graduate student in event operations class, actually, when this happened. And so my brain was already cycling through kind of what were the next steps? What was going to happen? What was every single scenario? How can I plan for every scenario? And the hardest thing was kind of realizing there was no plan for this because no one expected it to happen. Wow. Ironically, middle of February, I had contacted my venue because COVID was starting to kind of like ramp up and conversations were starting to be had about it if it came to the States. And I called my venue and asked, you know, do I need insurance? What are you guys doing? Is this going to fall under? act of God clause in a lot of event management contracts, there's this clause and they're like, nope, everything's fine. We're good. Nothing's happening. I mean, everything looks good on our end and uh, yeah, don't worry about it. And so go in a month, that major flip was very hard. I was battling as a bride mentally and as an event professional, it was a very weird amount of emotions to be sitting in my home and being like, what are we doing in two months? (laughs) Wow. Gosh, that is so overwhelming. Um, so you're in this initial like shock phase of what do you do? So when did it come to the point where you both decided, okay, we need to, we need to pivot in some way. It was about a week, I think into that, the first part of shutdown for everyone and stay at home orders. Um, And I looked at Jake and we basically talked and said, what are the things that we don't want to give up for our wedding? Mm -hmm. Regardless if there was a pandemic or not, what are the things that we will not sacrifice? And it was our family being there. Mm -hmm. I come from a huge Spanish family. So giving a hug and a kiss is a normal way to say hello. And then we love to dance, his family, my family. And there was going to be a lot of age variance. Small kids were allowed at our wedding and we had lots of older folks coming to our wedding as well. And those were the things we didn't want to sacrifice. And Mm -hmm. I had family in Peru. All of his family was traveling from lots of different places. So we just looked at each other and we're like, this list can't happen right now. And Mm -hmm. so we want to save our wedding celebration for when this can happen. Um, And we looked into maybe postponing into the fall. Mm -hmm. But Jake works in football for college. So he didn't really know. He was all up in the air whether they would have a football season or not. And we couldn't gamble on that because of, I mean, it's like asking an accountant not to work during accountant, like tax season. I couldn't ask him not to work during football season. So we were just, let's push it off till March of 2021, thinking everything would be figured out (laughs) now that we know. And just wait till then. And so we had made that decision. And I clearly remember on Instagram, I took a video of Jake showing our countdown. We had this little like block countdown Mm -hmm. and it said 56 days. And he was like, yeah. And then he goes and moves the blocks to, I think like 328 days um, to go. And it was, that was the moment where it was just, we were trying to be excited and be like, this is the best thing to do because it was but also being so close to having this day that you've been stressing about and planning was very difficult as well. I mean, it's your wedding. You, you, you think about it 
even as an event planner, I was ready to like get excited. I was finally excited to like get my event plan off my mind and be a bride. And it kind of just got pulled out from under us. Oh man. And you were so looking forward. Like it's, it's such a huge thing to look forward to also and to have it taken away in that, in that way is just, do you feel like you both had to almost grieve the wedding date being changed? Do you feel like that was something you guys had to go through? Yes. I think I talked to my other friend about this, who is a bride and also in the event industry. And we talked about how we went through the stages of Mm -hmm. grief. Basically we were mad. We were sad. I think we were confused. We were trying to fix it. And then eventually we just had to let it be. And for me, it was very hard because then the next question was, do we still get married on our actual date? Because it was so close. It wasn't like pushing it off a year, right? That we were a year out and pushing it off another year. We were so close to that date um, and had RSVPs and everything that I was really conflicted on whether or not we were going to actually get married that day. A part of me was like, I don't want to get married that day. We're going to wait till the actual wedding day. Or if we do, I don't want to make it a big deal. And Jake actually gave me like a really big perspective. He goes, our wedding is our wedding. Like the day we get married, we are celebrating that. And I Mm. don't want you to forget that because Mm. it's hard when you're a wedding's for everyone else a lot of times, but the ceremony is just for you too, really. And so it's hard to be like, this day is going to be perfectly special because the wedding industry, and I think that's what ended up happening. A lot of brides and people ended up seeing this is an industry Mm. that really does hit your emotions and you don't really think about the wedding contract you're signing. You don't think about things going wrong. You think about the florals and the pictures and everything looking perfect. It is an emotional contract you basically end up signing. So making that decision and then grieving it, I went literally up until two weeks before our actual date um, when Virginia announced that they were still limiting to only 10 people inside, I think it was. I was actually happy because I would have been so upset, I think, if they were like, everything's fine and you can have 200 people and it's great. Oh oh my goodness. Can you imagine? (laughs) I would have been some type of angry, I think. (laughs) And I felt bad for being angry. And I remember specifically texting you and being so upset, but also Mm -hmm. we talked about this a lot, feeling bad for being upset because there were people in worse situations. There were frontline workers in worse situations. There were students not being able to go to school. Like there were such worse situations, but I think we talked a lot about it and talked about Brene Brown's podcast that you have to give space for whatever hard emotion you're going through during this. And I think that was helpful, but I mean, I was going back and forth whether we were getting married on May 29th and it was like 10 days before and we called our family like, can you drive down here on the 29th and we're going to get married? And that day went completely wrong in every possible way but was perfect once we got married. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. So two things I want to ask you. So one is the the podcast for Brene Brown, because I think people, that whole idea of comparative suffering, I think people can even take stuff from it now. But then I also want to ask you about the actual wedding day because you guys did get married. (laughs) We did. And and so I want to hear about that in a second. So I'm saying that mainly so I don't forget, but (laughs) so you're talking about feeling guilty for being upset that your wedding was totally not what it was supposed to be. And this idea of comparing to the other worst case scenarios that are going on around you. And so I know that I struggled with that as well, because my job as a 
PE and health teacher turned virtual and it was the worst thing ever, but people were sick in bed from COVID. And so what do you feel like, how how was that perspective change for you to be able to acknowledge what was hard? You said you like kept going back and forth. Is there anything that kept you grounded to be able to sit in like, this is really challenging for me and perspective is important to see that other people may have it worse, but it doesn't mean that my situation is less than if that makes sense. So what helps, I guess, what helps you stay grounded through all of that? It was actually a perspective that I learned through. So I suffered from an eating disorder and going through therapy, you kind of learn a lot about your, whatever you're going through is worthy of acknowledging and talking about and seeking help for. And so that same concept I had to apply to this guilt I felt about being upset that my wedding was canceled um, compared to people who were suffering even worse. And so I had to keep telling myself, I need to acknowledge feeling this way because or else I'm doing a disservice to my own mental health and my own self. And it is something we're going through. I also reminded myself, everyone in the world, the one situation is going through this pandemic, Mm -hmm. everyone. And so everyone's at different levels. And so everyone's suffering and there isn't, there's going to be other brides. So I ended up joining a COVID brides 2020 (laughs) page um, on Facebook. And it was amazing because other women were feeling the same way and other women were trying to find like answers. And so we had a community of not feeling guilty for sharing in that. And I think I also put it into perspective that, okay, I am feeling these things. I'm upset, but I'm also going to do my part in making sure things can get better. And that makes so good cliche in a sense, but it helped us just stay more grounded. Like we can't have our wedding right now, but we want to do everything so that we can have our wedding when time comes. And um, I had best friends who were getting married in the fall, still not knowing, right, come March, May, things weren't still sure what was going to come happen in the fall. So I wanted to do my best to make sure they could still have their days in the fall if they chose to get married in the fall. And so keeping that perspective was super important. And I think acknowledging what we're going through is one of the best things I learned out of 2020. And I think Mm -hmm. everyone did that our lives are crazy and we're always busy and the slowdown really made everyone stop and think and slow down and really acknowledge going through things. I totally agree with you completely. It felt kind of painful initially that forced rest, but it, you didn't have a, you didn't have an option to ignore what was right in front of you. You had Mm -hmm. to confront it. So, wow, that's so good. There are so many good things that you just said. And like taking ownership of not taking ownership, but acknowledging that something is like you were talking about how going through therapy and just being able to identify what it is, but then be able to stay. I don't have to stay in this position either. I think is really powerful also. Uh, All right. I'm going to kind of shift, like turn right a little bit and pivot (laughs) completely, but I want to hear about this special day that you ended up doing. So you kept the same date, right? That you initially had, but obviously it was not the extravagant day that had been planned. So what did that day end up looking like for you and Jake? So it was about 11 days out from that day that we decided we were going to 
actually get married. So we called our family, told them to come down. So it was his immediate family, his parents, brother, sister-in-law and nephews, my parents, brother, sister-in-law, and um, a family member came down. And (laughs) so that was all set. And then we were like, oh, we need to get our marriage license. Thinking it was really simple to get a marriage license. It's not. They're only valid for about 30 days. That's one thing. Heads up before you need to get them signed. But also, since everything was going virtual and not in person and by schedule, so many times were taken up. And so we had to go to a different county to try to get it. And we ended up picking up our marriage license the day before. So that was a little bit nerve wracking. When we got rejected from the county we're in that they didn't have a time, I started crying. I was just bawling. And Jake's like, we'll call another county. It's fine. I was like, can you do that? Can you call another county? Oh my goodness. We are going to drive 12 hours (laughs) to get this marriage license. That's what I would probably have been like. That's what it felt like. And so we called the other county. It worked out. We went, we picked it up. It was super simple to actually get it. They did it in the car in the wind through the window so it was awesome then we couldn't we didn't have a minister so we're like who are we going to ask to marry us that can also sign this piece of paper that doesn't have to get anything so jake luckily works at a christian university so and i knew the um head of divinity the divinity school so i gave her a call she's a pastor and said i'll marry you and i was like this is great she's gonna marry us so we got her so everything was set. Jake built an arch. Whoa, we're gonna get married. hang on. He, he built, built an, arch an arch for us to like stand under, um, which was really sweet. And so then the wedding day shows up. There are terrible rains going through North Carolina. Like oh, no. <laughs> thunderstorms, hurricane rains, like it was bad. Oh, and gosh. the time we wanted to get married, it was just pouring for like four hours. So we couldn't change the time also because we had sent out a Zoom link to family. My brother was driving down that day and needed to go back that night. And so plan Z, we moved everything inside. Um, And then there were barely any balloons or type celebration things because it was also graduation season. So (laughs) I was like, mom, I need champagne flutes or something. Oh my goodness. So So mom and All the balloons were even gone. His mom and my mom went out and they found stuff. Um, My mom brought down a crocheted blanket that my grandmother made. So we used that to kind of hang around the arch and it looked really pretty. Jake's dad had turned, like hand turned 60 or 70 candlesticks that we were going to use as centerpieces. (laughs) And so we had all these candlesticks. So we used that as our unity candle to light during our ceremony. Wow. Um, because of the rain, a photographer didn't come because they didn't feel comfortable coming inside the house. So it was fine. We, we were on Zoom. Our minister couldn't come because they didn't want to be inside the house. So she Zoomed in on one phone to marry us. We had another camera on Zoom for the link of people watching. Jake gets a call during the ceremony <laughs> from work. We end it. It's fine. Everything was fine. The dogs are barking insane. I think everyone on Zoom only heard the dogs, but we oh, ended up getting married. My gosh. And the best, the, I asked Jake because he was really nervous and irritated by the dogs. And I'm just standing there. But the moment we like held hands and everything just like kind of disappears. Like you just, wow. you're just staring at each other. And it was super sweet. I mean, it was so intimate because it was just our family. 
right there, right next to you, um, watching. And it was also pouring rain. And I just remember the second we got married, second she pronounced us husband and wife, it stopped raining outside. The sun came out. It was gorgeous. We got to take pictures outside and we had tacos and margaritas to celebrate. And I made our wedding cake that could have fed 120 people, but it was for 15 of us. And yeah, that was our wedding day. Wow. It sounds like it was sweet and intimate and filled with imperfections that you probably really, really ended up loving. Yes. Yeah, I did. Jake got his like wow. pants and a tie from Target like two days beforehand. I got a white dress from Lulu's a couple of days beforehand. We got ready together. It was so funny, like getting you. Know, it's just against all normal things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got ready together, but it was still super sweet. And now when I think everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, you need pictures on the day you do get married for your reception," I was like, "I do have pictures. I have a video, right. and I have pictures of the celebration of us getting married." So, wow. It, yeah. What do you have one favorite moment from that whole day? Do you think like if you could choose just one favorite part, what do you think it was? I think I was always told I couldn't make my wedding cake mm-hmm. and I love to bake and make cakes. Making our wedding cake and then going to cut it. So the actual tradition for cutting the wedding cake is it signifies the first thing you do as a married couple. It's your first task. Mm-hmm. So to be able to make that and cut the cake and it was Jake's favorite flavor and mine. And we have like a live video of it, of him pasting the cake, like us feeding each other. And just, it was so sweet and simple, but like he loved it. And his reaction to eating the cake was just the sweetest thing. And the cake was really good. I was really excited about it, but that moment, it was just so sweet. And it was on a cake stand. He turned for me on our first anniversary, my cake that I made just, it was, that was the sweetest moment. It's like everything else just melts away. And yeah. now you're married. The craziness. Yeah. And now we're married. So wow. it makes whenever we celebrate a lot less stressful, to be honest. That's true. So what are your tentative plans? Do you have tentative plans for what year is it? 2021. Do you have anything that's coming up at all for that? So we were supposed to have our wedding part two this past weekend. So March 6th was our postponed date Mm -hmm. Um, but we ended up canceling with the venue in December just I was not I was pretty certain I was like things aren't going to be ready by March Mm -hmm. for sure just how everything was going so as of now we're hoping to celebrate in June a small celebration in Maryland and small celebration in Alabama where he's from and um they'll both be outside so people can be outside and hopefully the warmer weather means like less of everything going on and Right now at the rate of the vaccine, I'm hopeful and Mm -hmm. obviously if people feel comfortable, but it'll be nice to actually be like more relaxed and just have, I mean, we're very much like backyard, have a party and music and dancing type people. So I think it'll be sweet. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited for you. You deserve, you deserve two (laughs) celebrations. So I'm glad you're getting two. Oh, wow. So great. All right. Well, I am going to ask one last question before we get into our lightning round questions. But if you could tell whoever is listening how you feel like you have um, grown since last March or a life lesson that you've learned. So I am 
going to say somebody is listening who's either experienced a similar situation or maybe they just feel like they keep getting hit over and over again with things that are out of their control or anything like that. Um, Hopefully this listening to you, I think is encouraging because you have such a healthy mindset and perspective on all of this. And so if you could tell us how you feel like you've grown or a life lesson in all of this the last year, I think it could be really good for someone to take and apply to their life. What do you think? I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is appreciating where you are and not letting that get ahead of yourself to figure out where you're going to be. Mm. I think a lot of 2020 was when is this going to be over? What is my next step when it's over? What, what is that going to look like? And I, for me, that was the same way as a bride and um, as a student, because I was on getting my master's in hospitality. So it was very odd. And I just wish I could go back and appreciate the little things, appreciate finishing my eight week class, because that Mm. was hard. Instead of feeling like I wasn't getting anything done, I didn't have the answers for the wedding Um, and appreciating finishing my master's a lot more than I did because the second I finished it, I said, why don't I have a job? Or Mm. the second we postponed, I was like, well, what is that going to look like? I was waiting every month to figure out, okay, what is that wedding going to look like in whenever it comes rather than being, wow, I've been married for six months or wow, I accomplished my master's during this pandemic or I accomplished a workout program during this pandemic. So much of that and so much of life, I think we're waiting to get to the final destination instead of enjoying that journey and that process Mm -hmm. and becoming who we're supposed to be. Um, Keisha Fitzgerald talks about this a lot. She's on Instagram. She's great. And she talks about if you love and are invested in the process, whether that be an endeavor or whether that just be being present in the moment, it's going to make getting there so much better. And I think 2020 was hard because we didn't know when getting there was going to happen. But at least now we know if this were to ever happen again, knock on wood, or any more challenges to come to us, we've been through a challenge and we Mm. know now how to get through it day by day, month by month, celebrating the present. And that doesn't mean like toxic positivity. That just means appreciating the day for what it was and the month for what it was and the accomplishments for what they were in that moment, not what they mean months down the road. And that's That's, the biggest perspective I've gotten. Wow. That's really, really good. Celebrating the moments as they are, not with like toxic positivity. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. Trying to like silver lining something almost. Yeah. And just giving yourself credit. I think 2020 was hard and we didn't giving ourselves enough credit. I know when we talked, it felt Mm -hmm. like it was just this block, a roadblock every single time. But if you think about it, you accomplished so much in 2020 that you never thought was possible because you never expected it. And so now when the unexpected comes again, it's more of, let's see where I'm going to go during this, because at the end of it, I know I'm going to make it. That is so good. And so encouraging and hopeful because that like it gives exactly that gives the light at the end of the tunnel because if you conquered it once you can conquer it again yeah and we don't know when the tunnel light is going to be there but at least we know every single time we do something great or just even something good 
it's a step towards that light. So it just helps kind of inch you forward. In Definitely. Your wow. That's so good. Ah, you're so great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming You're on. You're so great. Um, wow. It's really, really good to to talk with you, uh, which I talk to you often, but it's different having this type of conversation. Okay. So lightning round, still haven't figured out what to call this. I don't know. Do you have any ideas? What should I call this? Like closing questions? I'll figure out something. We'll go with lightning round for now. Does that work? Yeah, that works. Okay. Question number one, how do you drink your coffee? Okay, so I get, I used to get a latte with almond milk because I can't have dairy, but then I learned this hack that you should just get um, drip coffee or get espresso, tell them to add a splash of water and then add a splash of almond milk. It is cheaper and it saves you like excess amount of milk if you don't want to consume that much milk and you just save money. And it's even cheaper if you add syrups and pumps than getting like a latte that's almond milk. So I'll get like double shot, over water or over ice with a splash of almond milk. Get it steamed if you're feeling fancy. Amazing. It's cheaper than a latte. Amazing. So good. <laughs> uh, question number two, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? I would like to be able to know like all the languages and be able to speak in whatever language someone speaks to me Ooh, in. I that. love that. Yeah. Just getting to know people and languages and traveling and it would be to know cultures and food. I don't know. I would just love to be able to talk to people in whatever language they're talking to me too. That is so cool. Would you throw like American sign language into that also? Yes. That yes. is so cool. I've never heard anybody say that before. Not even my students when I ask that question. That and, is- and like lip reading. I think that's just, it would be fascinating to be able to like meet people where they are without mm-hmm. language barriers. So cool. Wow. I love that. Okay. Uh, question number three, what is one area you want to take courage in, in 2021? I, a lot of people have told me this for many years. I love to cook and bake, but I've never formally tried to like sell my baking or work with people or just like spread it across to multiple people rather than now I just show up to your house and be like, I have extra cake. Do you want it? Um, so taking a little bit more courage in that and getting back to being creative in the kitchen and actually trying to like sell some of the things that I bake and just share that with more than just my family that I forced to eat the food that I make. That's so funny. (laughs) Jake, basically. (laughs) Yes. So that we don't have a freezer full of cake all the time and I can just give it to other people. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. You would definitely thrive doing that. So if you end up doing shipping, let me know. We're over here in Virginia. So you can just send it over to my If anyone wants to be the tester, just let me know. I'll put your mailing down so I can send you some test products and you let me know how they arrive to your house. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Is it still in one piece or not? Yes. Oh, so funny. All right. Well, last question. This is just, this is an easy one, but where can people find you if they want to connect with you more, whether that is because they need fun recipes or they need inspiration or they need, um, yeah, just a reminder. I feel like you scream authenticity and just, a positive mindset, but not like the fluff positive mindset, like actually putting in the work to uh, take care of your mental health, but then also empower others to do that. So Danielle is, is wonderful. She's amazing. And so if people are like, she's cool, I want to connect with her. Where can they find you? 
Oh, wow, that was really sweet. <laughs> Made me blush a little bit. You can find me on Instagram. I am Danny, D-A-N-I underscore Morgan. And then also on Facebook, Daniela Morgan and LinkedIn, Daniela Morgan, which is really weird because 2020 has not made me say my married last name yet to people a lot. So I still have to double check. Like, is that what my name is? is yeah, that my I'm on Instagram and um, LinkedIn for professional stuff as well. And I just, I will always try to share positivity and mindset growth that challenges you, but also supports you. And I think that's what we need a lot of. So I'd love to connect and chat with people. We do need all of that. Yes, highly encourage you guys to go connect with her in whatever way that you can. Daniela, thank you so much um, for coming on and taking the time out of your evening. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope to see you soon in person. I know. It'll be really soon. It'll be. Well, I'll bring the dog and we'll go to the puppy park and just hang out. (laughs) It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'll mark it on my calendar for a date in the future. Exactly. All right. Take Thank care, Danielle. So I'll see you later. Me too. Bye. Bye. All right. I hope you guys were taking notes or something because there were so many good nuggets in there that, wow, I'm so thankful for Daniela and just her resilience this last year, but also just her honesty to share. I think Something so good that she talked about is giving yourself space to go through whatever hard emotion you are going through so you can move to the other side, not in a way that covers it with toxic positivity and ignores what is going on, but in a, in a way where we can acknowledge that what we're going through is hard and because it's going to be it's going to end up being a disservice to us and our mental health and all of that. So she said so many good things. I hope that you enjoyed this and you were able to take something away from it and feel encouraged in some way and be inspired to maybe be a little bit more courageous in kind of diving into those hard emotions and hard situations but being able to walk in a lot of hope that things will turn around. You just have to be patient sometimes and kind of learn to weather the storm. All right, that is all I have for you guys for today. I will say I'm not really sure what order I'm going to keep going in terms of podcasts, so might go out of order a little bit, might have a COVID conversation in two weeks, might jump to another topic, who really knows? But Just an FYI, if you are a structured and orderly person, like I try to be, and I I really am not, but I try to be, we might not go in order with more COVID conversations. I might kind of squeeze a little random topic in here and there. uh, I've had some really cool conversations with people on Instagram recently about various topics, some of them being uh, singleness has come up, specifically how Christian women deal with singleness and a season of singleness. Um, Some other things have come up like mindset around food, creating a workout routine, what home workout equipment I use, things like that. Teaching has come up also, so I might try to squeeze some episodes in there on that. But like I said, who knows? My teaching schedule is kind of crazy right now, so we'll have to see what I have time for. I hope you all have a great rest of your day or wherever you're listening to this. Remember to take courage in some area of your life. It will make you feel bolder and braver and more confident, guaranteed. 
Thank you all so much for tuning in today. You could be listening to lots of other things, and the fact that you chose this podcast means so much. If you have a few extra moments today, I would really love if you could drop a review or subscribe or even just leave a comment letting me know what you thought of today's episode or sharing things that you would want to see more of. Or you could even share this podcast with someone who maybe needs today's message, like a friend or a family member. If you want to get connected with me in another way, Instagram is the platform where you can find me the most often. My handle is at Miss Tori J. That is M-I-S-S underscore T-O-R-I-J-A-Y. And we can connect on there. I hope you all have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. Until next time, stay courageous.